Hey, it's Josh. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you all know that the Vermont Public Spring Membership Drive has arrived. Donations from folks like you make everything we do here possible. If you want to help support our people-powered journalism, be sure to make a donation in any amount by March 16th by going to bravelittlestate.org donate. And as always, thank you for your support. Africa Bombada, Grandmaster Flash, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, The Notorious B.I.G., Tupac, Nas, Jay-Z, Lauren Hill. Do you know these names? These are just some of the founding kings and queens of hip-hop music. You've likely done some dancing to some of these artists, and if you enjoy your hip-hop, you know that it's not just music, it's a whole mood. It was also a whole movement. In the 1970s, hip-hop began to form in the Bronx, New York City. It focused on emceeing or rapping to a DJ or beat at house parties and neighborhood block party events. This movement was no doubt incredibly urban. So, Vermont, I'll ask again, do you know these names? Maybe so. Maybe some. But one thing's for sure, Ravon Calderon is going to make sure you know his. What I have to offer to the world is my music. Like, that's my home, and I want to open it up to anyone who wants to come inside and welcome themselves. Welcome back to Homegoings, a special series from Brave Little State. I'm Myra Flynn. Every week, we're sharing conversations with Vermont musicians of color and taking a deep listen to one of their songs. In our last two episodes, I spoke with Bobby Hackney Jr. from Rough Francis about Black grief, and tonight Tomlinson about art as a way through. Today, I talk with Ravon Calderon, a hip-hop artist, about using music as a platform for conscious conversation. Thanks to Vita for their support of Brave Little State. Since 1974, Vita has helped Vermont businesses grow and thrive. From agriculture to energy, startups to family companies. Find solutions that fit your business. Visit VEDA.org to start your next chapter today. And Sunset Lake CBD, a farmer-owned business crafting CBD products right here in Vermont. Learn more about their sustainable farming practices, delivery options, and how to support local farmers at sunsetlakecbd.com. Did you know that George Floyd made rap music? It's awesome. I've listened to some of it. It's like sort of chopped and screwed, like Pimp C South stuff. It's pretty cool. I did not know that. Oh my goodness. Now yeah. I'm going to have to go and find some. It's amazing. I found it. Big Floyd coming through slow candy bread every time. So deserve me the wine. Got to show before. Listening gave me some amazing insight into George Floyd, the man and the artist that he was so much more than his murder. I could go on about this forever, but we have to get back to Ravon. Ravon Calderon is 20, but he dropped all sorts of musical knowledge on me during this interview, and that's because he knows his stuff. As a multiracial Afro-Cuban-Caucasian hip-hop artist born and raised in Vermont, he has his work cut out for him. He says he had to intentionally seek out his craft. Hip-hop isn't just growing on maple trees. It's interesting because I make hip-hop music, which is something very rare to Vermont. So I'm always watching other people's stories and 
sort of just using it as motivation for myself. But it, it is a bit challenging um, being a hip hop artist in Vermont, um, especially a person of color for that matter, just because a lot of the people, a lot of the music people I work with on a day-to-day basis are white people, um, just because that's what Vermont has to offer. It's a majority white state. Ravon notes that he knows plenty of Vermonters who like hip-hop, but he worries with lyrics about Black Panther history, riots, and slavery, are people getting it? I have tons of friends that are in folk bands and, you know, tons of friends that make jazz music. And I I really like all that type of music, but um, some of the content that I try and talk about isn't really other people's interests in this area. This area, Vermont, which is super rural and white, is often viewed as a really welcoming place. But it does not reflect the surroundings from which hip-hop and urban movement was born. So, I had to ask Ravon. In a state that does not have a deeply rooted cultural context for this specific genre of music, is hip-hop really welcome here? How do you think hip-hop hits Vermonters? Do you think it's valued and appreciated as an art form, as a genre in general? I want to say yes, but honestly, I have to say no to some extent. I mean, Burlington, Vermont is a college town. Like a majority of my audience that I'm trying to sell my art to are college students, which is a pretty stupid population of people to try and market to. Like, I mean, I I can only confidently say that because I myself am a college student. So Um, I know lots of people that love hip hop, but it doesn't really hit them the same way that I'm sure people in other cities are impacted by hip hop. I don't know. I think college students, like they're here to have a fun time, which is completely understandable. Fun. Oh yeah. That thing. Fun is a thing. I've been back in Vermont for three months now since relocating my black family from Los Angeles. And I have to say, I am so tired. And it's not just the new job here at VPR or the new baby in her current teething situation, which is crazy hard, don't get me wrong, or even that I'm still singing nights while working days during all of this. It's the inability to take a break from my Blackness that exhausts me. It's the inability to be seen as Myra first and a Black woman somewhere down the line. It's the lack of anonymity and the constant reminder that here I am other. Are you tired yet? Because I haven't even touched on the unspoken responsibility that comes with being othered. The code switching, the act of being calm in the face of blatant racism, the expectation that all of the above will be met with patience and grace and even a teachable moment. And sure, a lot of people are grappling with this stuff for the first time because of the fallout from George Floyd's murder. But that reckoning for BIPOC folks comes with a heavy lift. I had to ask Mervon, how do you set it down? How do you get back to having fun? Ravon says it's hard. I would be working on music and I would be constantly thinking about like Black Lives Matter and all these issues that, oh, how am I going to solve them? And it was just exhausting. And I wasn't really having much fun with the music that I was making. Last summer, during what Ravon calls the peak of George Floyd, he got involved in some social justice work. He says he felt like he was trying to fight the fight on behalf of all people of color while working a part-time job and being a junior in college at UVM. I was just in a class earlier, um, my policy class, and my teacher was saying, we all need to make an effort to help save the world, but you have to put on your own oxygen mask first when the plane is crashing. 
which I mean, the plane is always crashing. It's never not crashing. <laughs> it's the blind pilot, violet turning violet, a ticking time bomb with the middle name Tyrant, powerful impact, almost the cannon, thousand foot fall, but I stick the landing. I'm the black. I don't know. I think making music that's like more the type of music that I want to make, um, it's just a way of me putting on my own oxygen mask. I heard and felt this deeply from Ravon in a conversation we had pre-interview. And I told him, dude, that's the story right there, because not only do Black lives matter, but Black joy, Black leisure, and Black fun matters equally. So if you want me to feature a song by you where you are simply having fun, I'll do that happily. But Ravon sent me his song of choice, very aptly titled, Mayday to Pilot. Mayday to Pilot. I'm not gonna crash in the crowd, but I might just clash with the sunlight. What do you mean? It's for sure a fun song, but if you take a deep listen, which we'll do at the end of this episode, Ravon makes it pretty clear you're gonna learn something too. You want me to sing and dance like I'm a sambo? You want me to rap about sip and lean and whip the lambos? You want me to be black and beautiful until it hurts you? But guess what? When we come back, we'll hear more from Ravon about his artistic responsibility. Mayday to Pilot is off the 2020 EP, I Got the Juice. Ravon Calderon wrote and emceed the record. Like Ravon, I know my way around a recording studio, or 20, so it was fun for us to almost commiserate around creating art during a time where there is a built-in expectation for artists to use their platforms for social change. Like, what happened to just making music, man? And that led to a strange conversation about cake and vegetables. Stick with me. I promise it will make sense soon. I had one producer, like, yank me away and be like, I need you to stop shoving your intelligence down my throat Yeah, in your lyrics. Like I need a break and I get it. People need a break. Um, but I also think personally, you do a really great job of doing what I call slipping in the vegetables with the cake. Yeah. Like you're definitely <laughs> giving, uh, giving folks a message that they need to hear subtly. Slipping in the vegetables. I like that. I think that I've been able to successfully both entertain and then also remain conscious within my lyrics, which is something that I've had to work very hard for. And why can't consciousness be fun? Does it always have to be such hard work? Or as Ravon suspects, do we still just have too far to go? I'd like to be positive and think that everything is going to be okay for people of color. I'm sure white people all over the country, like, were yippying and drinking with joy when Chauvin was guilty, like, and, oh, we did it, like, George Floyd, we, we, we got his justice. But, I mean, it's hard for me to not look at it as, like, okay, we wrapped that one up, and then Dante Wright literally is just the next George Floyd, and that happened literally moments after. Like, one chapter closes, and then the other begins. But Ravon says almost in spite of the atrocities surrounding him, he still makes music. I can't live my life with dread and fearing the future of what will happen for people of color. You know, you don't have to fear it. You just have to be knowledgeable of it 
So when it comes, we're able to deal with it. But in the meantime, we have to live our lives just how any normal, happy white person would. This is the third episode of Homegoings, and I'm hearing some common themes in my interviews. A big one is that for most of the BIPOC people I speak with, their own mortality is top of mind, even for Ravon, and he's only 20. I've told tons of my friends this, like after I pass away, I don't see any reason why I shouldn't just have all of my music be available to the public. Having just all my art be out there so everyone can consume it, I think is like a really strong way to preserve someone's legacy. Um, just because I feel like what I have to offer to the world is my music, like that's my home and I want to open it up to anyone who wants to come inside and welcome themselves. And there's that word, home. If you've been following this series, Homegoings, you'll know that I talk a lot about a house framed by four pillars of Black response in a post-Floyd era. Grief, rage, joy, and healing. But I think I forgot a crucial one. Safety. Without a safe foundation, you can't build your house. And Ravon says when he's not thinking about his artistic responsibility and legacy, he's thinking about his own safety you begin to realize what a miracle it is that he makes time for fun at all. I was driving through Plattsburgh with my girlfriend a few weeks ago. She was driving. I was like, what would you do if we were to get pulled over right now and they were to ask for my ID? And she, was, she began doing what any sensible sort of white person would do, which is like, well, I would tell the police officer that you don't have to give them your ID and that you have your rights. And I was like, let me stop you right there. Although that's the perfect thing to do in a happy, normal world, that is not close to what we're dealing with right now. Like, if I'm to get pulled over by cops, I am safer to be thrown in jail than have to deal one-on-one with the police officer that's attempting to arrest me. And she started to cry because, like, that was hard for her to realize. She was like, I wouldn't want anything ever bad to happen to you. And I'm like, of course you wouldn't. I don't want to either. And it's a super sad and it's just a crappy thing to think about. But like I go on with my life, making the music that I want to make, having fun with the people that I want to have fun with, knowing that that's a possibility. But I think all people of color sort of just need to look at it from that perspective. Live the fullest life that you can while being smart about it and knowledgeable and prepared. How old are you again? 45? (laughs) (laughs) I have I have very smart parents that have taught me the ways I guess Ravon and I said goodbye but not before he set up our listening session for his music in a sweet and savory way this is the perfect care the veggie cake mix you know that you're talking about it's like a delicious slice of cake but it's a carrot cake you know there's tons of carrots (laughs) jam-packed in there Let's listen to Mayday to Pilot by Ravon Calderon. While you do, try to have some fun. You want Bishop, man? Let's get out of all this. Man, we can end it right here. It's me and you, Q and Bishop. You ain't got to do no stuff for me, man. No. I ain't got to do nothing. You pass, bro. My time is now. Violet turning violet, a ticking time bomb with the middle name Tyrant. Powerful impact, boom, the cannon. Thousand foot fall, but I stick the landing. I'm the black P 
Panther. Moses a black panther. Fist up flex, that's a Malcolm X stanza. Light skin, Danny Phantom, this the anthem. Ghost in all your boot things, no Luigi's mansion. Floating off my shoelace, kid and play stand up. Just got the new fade. He be hella handsome. Rapping like my hoop game, three point and one step back, shoot flame, banging like a handgun. Who here's gonna start a riot? And who here's gonna stay quiet? Made a pilot. I'm not gonna crash in the crowd, but I might just clash with the sound like. What you mean? Do what you heard. Sit down and listen, and then you can learn. It's wisdom I got. It flows through my veins. It's been in my blood since my people's been chained. Shackled and chained. Whip and renamed. History written on every page. Cuffed in the cage. What'd you say? 400 years and nothing done changed. That's why I'm bringing the back, bringing the back, uh. That's why I'm spitting on trash, I'm ripping the wax. That's why I'm bringing the back, bringing the back, uh. That's why I'm spitting the facts and swinging my axe. So working, no play. Makes me a no boy. If you want a response from your song, you need the soul boy. If you want to rebel, you need to preach to the choir. Speak to the masses. Leave and inspire. Take a wrist, one post the gun for protection. By all means, I use my mind as a lethal weapon. Whoa, whoa, that's the sound of the police. So get out the streets for your end up deceased. Who here's gonna start a riot? And who here's gonna stay quiet? Mayday to pilot. I'm not gonna crash in the crowd, but I might just clash with the sound like all of that. You want me to sing and dance like I'm a sambo? You want me to rap about sip and lean and whipping Lambos? You want me to be black and beautiful until it hurts you? But guess what? I don't need to serve you. I'm the king of my conscience, the leader of my people, the one who won't rest until we're all treated equal. Don't need to be anyone else but who I am. I am what I am, and that's a brown man. Uh. Bringing the back, bringing the back, uh. That's why I'm spitting on traps, I'm rapping the wax. That's why I'm bringing the back, bringing the back, uh. That's why I'm spitting the fast, I'm whipping my ass. Thanks for listening to Homegoings, a special series from Brave Little State. We're releasing the fourth installment next week, so keep an eye on your feeds. If you have not seen the Homegoings art that our digital producer Elodie Reed made for this series, I highly recommend you check it out at bravelittlestate.org. We have original graphics that incorporate photos of each artist and a pretty rad series logo. You'll also find the lyrics to today's song, Mayday to Pilot, and explore the rest of the series. I produced this episode and composed the Homegoings theme music. Mix and sound design by Josh Crane and me. The executive producer of Brave Little State is Angela Evansy. I'm Myra Flynn. We'll be back soon. Until then, remember, be brave. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.